This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lizzie Driver. The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Chapter 14 The Two Prisoners. A year after Louis the Eighteenth's restoration, a visit was made by the Inspector General of Prisons. Dantes in his cell heard the noise of preparation. Sounds that at the depth where he lay would have been inaudible to any but the ear of a prisoner, who could hear the splash of the drop of water that every hour fell from the roof of his dungeon. He guessed something uncommon was passing among the living, but he had so long ceased to have any intercourse with the world that he looked upon himself as dead. The inspector visited, one after another, the cells and dungeons of several of the prisoners, whose good behaviour or stupidity recommended them to the clemency of the government. He inquired how they were fed, and if they had any request to make. The universal response was that the fare was detestable, and that they wanted to be set free. The inspector asked if they had anything else to ask for. They shook their heads. What could they desire beyond their liberty? The inspector turned smilingly to the governor. I do not know what reason government can assign for these useless visits. When you see one prisoner, you see all. Always the same thing. Ill-fed and innocent. Are there any others? Yes. The dangerous and mad prisoners are in the dungeons. Let us visit them, then, said the inspector with an air of fatigue. We must play the farce to the end. Let us see the dungeons. Let us first send for two soldiers, said the governor. The prisoner sometimes, through mere uneasiness of life, and in order to be sentenced to death, commit acts of useless violence, and you might fall a victim. Take all needful precautions, replied the inspector. Two soldiers were accordingly sent for, and the inspector descended a stairway, so foul, so humid, so dark, as to be loathsome to sight, smell, and respiration. Oh, cried the inspector, who can live here? A most dangerous conspirator, a man we are ordered to keep the most strict watch over, as he is daring and resolute. He is alone? Certainly. How long has he been there? Nearly a year. Was he placed here when he first arrived? No, not until he attempted to kill the turnkey, who took his food to him. To kill the turnkey? Yes, the very one who is lighting us. Is it not true, Antoine? Asked the governor. True enough, he wanted to kill me. Returned the turnkey. He must be mad, said the inspector. He is worse than that. He is a devil, returned the turnkey. Shall I complain of him? demanded the inspector. Oh, no, it is useless. Besides, he is almost mad now, and in another year he will be quite so. So much the better for him. He will suffer less, said the inspector. He was, as this remark shows, a man full of philanthropy, and in every way fit for his office. "'You are right, sir,' replied the governor, "'and this remark proves that you have deeply considered the subject. 
Now we have in a dungeon about twenty feet distant, and to which you descended by another stair, an abbey, formerly leader of a party in Italy, who has been here since 1811, and in 1813 he went mad, and the change is astonishing. He used to weep. He now laughs. He grew thin. He now grows fat. You had better see him, for his madness is amusing. I will see them both, returned the inspector. I must conscientiously perform my duty. This was the inspector's first visit. He wished to display his authority. Let us visit this one first, added he. By all means, replied the governor, and he signed to the turnkey to open the door. At the sound of the key turning in the lock and the creaking of the hinges, Dantes, who was crouched in a corner of the dungeon, whence he could see the ray of light that came through a narrow iron grating above, raised his head. Seeing a stranger, escorted by two turnkeys, holding torches and accompanied by two soldiers, and to whom the governor spoke bareheaded, Dantes, who guessed the truth, and that the moment to address himself to the superior authorities was come, sprung forward with clasped hands.